0: Welcome to the fourth episode in our 5 Minutes with UBB Global Fixed Income podcast series. My name is Bernard McGrath, Senior Investment Specialist for UBB's Global and Absolute Return Fixed Income range. And with me today to discuss if central banks are at an inflection point is Mo Casmi, Portfolio Manager and Macro Strategist. Mo, on our last podcast a month ago, you explained how you saw your positive macro outlook developing. Since then, we've seen the first signs of central banks turning less dovish. For instance, the Bank of Canada's tapering announcement in mid-April. Central bank meetings in the US and Europe have now come and gone. I'd be interested to know what you made of their recent communication. And do you expect a similar change in tune from the Fed or ECB? Hi, Bernard. So for
1: now, the Fed and ECB have been pretty consistent with their dovish communication But I do expect this to gradually change as we move through the year, with small steps in guidance being made as soon as June. So coming into the most recent meeting, there was some speculation about whether they would sound less dovish, given how strong some of the recent data has been. And as the vaccine rollout picks up pace, especially in Europe. But actually, we had seen this as being too soon, where instead the upcoming June meetings could end up being much more eventful. If we think of the timeline, so by this time, the Fed would have had another couple of jobs reports to digest, which I do expect to be pretty strong. And so this actually could be interpreted as the string of data that Fed Chair Powell is looking for and may allow them to start to slowly guide towards the tapering announcement, where we expect the actual taper to not come until closer to year end at the earliest. And when we think about Europe by the summer months, enough progress should have also been made to bring this current accelerated pace of QE purchases back to a more normal pace for the third quarter. And this could also be an announcement that could impact markets as it could be seen as a mini taper. So overall, yes, these central banks should turn less dovish over time, but not as soon as the Bank of Canada, we think whose economy has recovered much quicker than the US.
0: So given this continued dovish rhetoric from the Fed and the ECB, how do you expect interest rate markets to respond?
1: So all I think the central banks did at the last meeting was just raise expectations for June. And because of this, I do see room for rates to sell off and rise further into this June meeting, given the potential changes in guidance that can come especially as I expect the growth data to continue to prune very strongly. Any change in guidance will likely be focused on opening the door for tapering type announcements later in the year from both the Fed and a mini tapering from the ECB if they bring Q3 purchases back to a lower pace. And so we still think that this plays out in steeper rates curves with a long end underperforming, as when we think of the process of turning less dovish, It will start with tapering, and then at some point later down the line, it will move towards front-end rates. And so for now, we do expect the front-end to remain pretty well anchored.
0: Okay, but if we do see tapering announcements, could that lead to a repeat of 2013, a repeat of the taper tantrum? That's a good question. And, And no, really, I think this time is quite different to
1: 2013 when you think about it. If we look back then, it was really Fed Chair Bernanke who caught markets off guard by bringing up the idea of tapering and that led to an aggressive and sharp sell-off in rates, a tightening of financial conditions, which then also impacted risk assets. This time is quite different, we think, and actually quite the opposite. You have markets which are already pricing in and positioning for some sort of tapering announcement, whilst the central banks are actually pushing back this time around. And so what it means is that when we actually get to the stage where the Fed is comfortable to announce its tapering message, this announcement effect should have much less impact on markets compared to what we saw in 2013 for both rates and risk as much of this should be in the price.
0: If this plays out as you expect, how should risk markets behave?
1: So if you look at how credit spreads, for example, have been trading throughout this higher rates move, it's been a very resilient and firm market with spreads continuing to grind tighter despite this elevated rates volatility backdrop. Now, I think the main reason for this is that rates have been rising for good reasons of stronger growth and higher inflation expectations because the vaccine rollout was picking up pace and was increasing confidence in the global recovery. And financial conditions have overall remained loose as well. So if you look at real rates in the US, they're still extremely negative. Whilst in Europe, if you look at Italian BTP yields, for example, they're close to historical lows.
0: I think that's a good point. The rates are rising for good reasons. And with financial conditions remaining loose and moves by central banks being telegraphed to the market well in advance, risk markets can continue to perform. Thank you very much, Mo, for your insights. And for those listening to this podcast. If you would like any further information, please do not hesitate to contact us or visit us on our website at ubp.com.